You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Episode 296. 200. We're almost 400, guys. Of the New Utah Podcast. Almost to 300. (laughs) We're just going to skip on I missed 100 in there. (laughs) So in one month. So what is that? uh, Puts us like the end of of February. It's February that many weeks, though. I don't remember. Yeah, it's a full four weeks. Oh, it is. So the very last episode in February uh, will be our 300th episode. Are we doing anything special for that? You had talked well, about it, it but I don't know that we had actually done it. I mean, we're going to we're going to do our new thing that we're going to introduce tonight, our new Utah adventure, but um yeah, I don't know that that is we that planned anything big. Is that what we're calling this by the way? Utah adventure. That's what I just got in my notes. I I <laughs> The new Utah I don't know adventure. that I just said that. Yeah, the little Utah adventure. Is that are we going to be lame and just call it that? I don't know. Excuse yeah. me. Utah Adventure Week. <laughs> Utah Adventure Week. The new Utah Adventure. Which one? Adventure Week. Utah Adventure Week. Utah Adventure Week. I gotta write it down. How is the, how is Utah Adventure different than Utah Adventure That's Week? Utah. Like I don't know. They're the same. I, I'm not saying any of them are great right now. Is all I'm saying. Well, guess what? It's happening right now, so it's getting named right now. I know. I'm changing the name. Adventure Week Excursion. No. Oh, that's too much. That's too much. Utah Adventure Week. Can I tell you, though, the historically significant Utah Week was the worst fucking name ever? Like, it made sense for what it was, but it's difficult to write. It's difficult to say. Like, it was. Historical Utah? No, it's not. Historically significant Utah. Oh, I just got yeah, historical, I guess. Well, I didn't name that. Our previous years, the... Well, because we did the, an infamous Utah and And then the famous Utah. Yeah. So why can't we just call it Utah Adventure? Like, it's simple. It's easy to say. Well, then we're going to call it Utah Adventures with an S if we're not going to put, like, week on it. But I like Utah Adventure Week. Fine, Utah Adventure Week. I don't care. God. The the point is, we're going on adventures, and I think I want this one to last more than a year. We'll see. Like, I think I want us to do some things, because there are some that we're going to travel for. There are some that we're working into, plans that we as a podcast, since um, we're all close friends and family, uh, we already kind of do some of it on our own, but... Um, we are going to kind of incorporate more of Jeremy's family since now this podcast is kind of a two-family podcast. It's the Birches and the Gates or the Gates and the Birches. Um, yep. And so, you know, we're inviting Jeremy's family to go along with us and participate with us when they can. And, and maybe Sean, if, you know, she's ever able to. But um, hey, Pull that mic back away from your face a little bit. Sorry. We're, get, we're getting a lot of... Sorry, I moved it when I stopped eating my popcorn and haven't moved it back. But um, I think I think it will be fun. There's a lot of places where I haven't ever been. So like this week, I hadn't ever been there. There's places where I've been before, 
but I haven't been to like the new location or it's been a ton of years. Um, so I'm excited. I think it will be. Fun. And now I can actually participate. I mean, you could have participated before. <laughs> yeah, I'd usually look up like three facts and then usually Chris would immediately say my three facts and then I'd be like, well, time to do something else. <laughs> That's a, three facts is not very much stuff. <laughs> for my turn with my card and then make some posts and stuff. So um, we're going to keep the episode kind of short this week. I don't know that we have a a lot of checking in to do, as it were, but um, we'll probably stick some clips in at, at some point. I don't know. It's all up to my editing capabilities and oh, I what I. What? And we're all we're all Skypey again uh, this week. So say that again, Julia. I have a thing that I want to talk about real quick. Well, then talk about it. Yeah, so <laughs> the Adrian Alter, my little pop-up shop, um, I've started a page on the website, just events. There is a an ongoing calendar of all of the farmer's markets and pop-ups and events that we'll be at, and as well as the location and the times. We've got, like, Guild Fair in there. We've got some markets, all kinds of good stuff. And then, like, the uh, Salt Lake, uh, urban flea market, lots of good things. So check it out. Oh yeah, speaking of Guild Fair, uh, I was going to say yeah, a card. Uh, yeah, it's a, a, it's down there next to my space on the table, babe. Look the other way. Yep, that way. She, she sent us some little drawings. She, or... she sent us some stickers and stuff. So when you guys are all back in the studio, we can pick one of them to put on the suitcase, and then we can send some of them home. Um, well, oh, you know, it's do for our uh, field trip for October is we go to you guys go to Guild Fair. Could Maybe. be. We'll yeah, see what happens. See how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, might do some more haunted houses. So we got a little note. The Ogden Bazaar. Yeah, super. So do that one. Super nice of her to send that. We'll have to add her card to the mm-hmm. the billboard wall. The wall of, nice. yeah. of fame. Yeah. Wall of Fame. Studios. Is that what it was? Uh, Black Rabbit, yeah. Yeah, on Instagram, so go follow her. Yeah, so we'll um we'll add her sticker to our, our suitcase, which we haven't had a sticker to do that for a while, so I'm kind of excited to do that and put some stuff on our billboard, and then we'll distribute those so that if you guys want to, if you guys have places where you're putting some stickers or whatnot, we can... We can have them there as well. Also, um, you guys haven't seen it in the studio because this is our second week recording via Skype. But um, I did get a hanger for um, uh, Brandon's artwork that he gave us. Oh, yeah. Nice. And I hung that up on the wall. So um, this, when you guys come when in, you you'll be able I, to see that. When you said I got a hanger, the first thing that came to mind. No. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Good. <laughs> I don't know why that's the first thing that Keep came that to my mind. Keep that thought to yourself. It's the first thing that came to my mind, and I'm like, oh, no, that's not what she meant. Oh, it's been a it's been a week and a day. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. I don't think we really have any other events. So uh, at the, the last Tuesday of every month, um, we uh, we the, we always do something special. Uh, we record on Tuesdays, release on Wednesdays. Uh, in the last last Tuesday of every month, we uh, um, you know we've done like we said, famous Utahns, infamous Utahns, historically significant places in Utah. So uh, that means this is our fourth year of doing something with our uh, last recording Tuesday yeah, of the month. Yeah. That's cool. 
Uh, and, and, you know, depending on, you know, it's this seems to be a popular segment when we do these things, uh, some more popular than others in terms of like the feedback that we get. Um, but, you know, I think that um, this year will hopefully be uh, um, even better. Uh, you know, we um, we've been talking about this for a while that we've been wanting to take kind of field trips as a as a group to some places that some of us have been or none of us have been that Utah has that we really love about Utah. Uh, and so we're, we're going to be doing Utah adventures or Utah adventure week, uh, the last week of every month. Um, and for our first field trip, uh, we took, uh, well, like a week, week and a half ago, um, when Julia exposed us all to COVID potentially, <laughs> maybe <laughs> allegedly. I covid wasn't, but maybe it is. We don't know. I mean, we were all wearing masks, so there was that because right. uh, okay. I was uh, supposed to. I didn't touch the cheese. I used sanitizer, so like. So she wasn't giving COVID to fish. There were nine thousand people crammed in there, though. Fuck! I did not expect that. So, <laughs> where we decided to go and what we're doing for this Utah Adventure Week uh, is we went to the Loveland Living Planet Aquarium in Utah, which has been around in Utah for a long time. I think we've talked about it briefly on the show a couple times, um, but you might be surprised to know that we have an aquarium, a quite sizable aquarium in the state of Utah. Um, and uh, this this aquarium is now really hard to miss. <laughs> because, yeah, because of the uh, U2 stage. Prop. So the, U, the Utah U2 had this giant claw that they used for uh, performances for I don't remember which which uh, album the tour claw. it was. Um, <laughs> to claw tour. I gotta figure out which album that was. But anyway, the stage it was for their 360 tour, uh, and so it's this giant claw, and they had a stage in the center of it that was 360 degrees, and the claw had all the speakers and everything, and lasers and shit on top, uh, and like you can go look up U two 360 tour and see the crazy cool stuff. Um, but uh, basically, they were going to scrap the whole thing. Um, and uh, the Living Planet Aquarium said, um, Why well, hey, I'm looking at that first place is what I want to know. What? I just want to know, like, why were they looking at that in the first place and thinking, I should add this to the aquarium parking lot? You know? Also, <laughs> it looks like a, it looks like a, a claw. It's sixteen stories high. It kind of looks like a lobster. Like thing. a lobster or a crab or some Maybe of those a giant starfish. One of those funky starfish. Yeah. yeah, it looks like it has little suckers on it, like it's yep. tentacles. Yep. And I guess so, I'm, I see. Them. So they decided to make use of this two hundred ton stage, uh, and they put it in right next to where the aquarium's main building is. Uh, and it's part of what's going to be a huge complex devoted to um, education. And so I think that area specifically is uh, the Ecosystem Exploration Craft and Observatory is what they're calling it. Um, but they've got some pretty big plans to do a bunch of expansion all the way around this claw. In fact, they've moved all their ticketing to the edge of the claw essentially and put in fencing and have a bigger parking lot. And holy crap, that parking lot was full when we went Saturday afternoon. Um, but I, I will say going Saturday afternoon was kind of serendipitous, right? Like we ended up catching 
Uh, otters. Well, we could have watched the birds because they were feeding all the birds right when we were leaving the bird area. We could have hung back. But then we walked around and we got to where the otters were and they were getting ready to enrich all of them. And then we got to see penguin feeding time. Uh, and uh, we got to see the snow leopard. Snow and we'll leopard. Talk, yeah, we'll talk more about um, some of that stuff. But I think we ended up going at like we just kind of had the perfect timing as we were yeah. moving through the through the aquarium. So, but anyway, so, so oh, go ahead, Jeremy. Oh, I was going to say to, to to kind of start with, I've got a little bit of history. Do you want me to go over a little, just a little yeah, background yeah. history? Sure. Okay, so the the concept behind the Loveland Living Planetary Planet Aquarium was founded in 1997 by a guy named Brent Anderson. He was a, a marine biologist graduate from the University of California, Santa Barbara, but he's from Utah. So he came back, he graduated, he comes back from Utah in February of 1999 is when things actually started. And what they had was an educational portable marine exhibit. And they went around to different schools uh, showing them whatever exhibits they had at the time. Then in 2004, which I remember this, so in 2004, they opened up a 10,000 square foot exhibit at the Gateway. Do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where it was originally, and the whole point behind that was just to get funding, to get backing, and to get people interested. So uh, 10,000 square feet is big, but not for an aquarium. So I remember it being there, though, and I, I remember we took the kids when they were little and we went down and checked that out. Uh, so then in 2006, they moved to the 43,000 square foot space in Sandy, uh, and the the year they opened, it said they had over 460,000 visitors. Uh, so then it went from there. And since uh, so 2000s, the Sandy location, the Sandy location that's off of like, well, I don't remember what it's off of, but uh, you know what's there now in that same building? Indoor what is it go, now? Indoor go-kart track. Oh, it's is K- that what it K1 is? K1 speed racing or something that I've, haven't you been there with me before, haven't you, Bree? Or was nope. that just uh, never taken me? You guys? just went for work. Wasn't it like an old grocery store or something like that? I mean, it's very warehousey, so I'm not sure what it was originally. But yeah, so then that was in 2006, and then uh, 2014 is when they actually moved over to and opened the facility that it's at now. So, so the one that we went to has been open since 2014, but that's kind of a little bit of background on how it how it got to where it is today. And then it's broken up into one, two, three, four, five, yeah, five areas. And if we want, we can kind of talk about each area and what we liked and found interesting in each area. So, the first area that we walked, went through was uh, the Discovery. Oh no, no, it wasn't the Discovery. It was the Journey to South America. South America, the hot area. South America is where we started. Uh, And they keep – so the South America area, I call it the hot area because they keep it quite warm because they're dealing with – And humid. Yeah, like tropical um, wildlife and plants. It felt like Hawaii to me. It felt just like when we got off the plane in Hawaii, that warm, humid, but pleasant. but, But that's what it felt like to me when we walked in that area. Yeah, like a like a Brazilian rainforest. Because <laughs> I mean, I oh, guess that's how what a lot of it would is. that be? <laughs> Weird. So <laughs> it is. So you walk into the the space, and there's um, 
it's wide open. Um, there's, there's some ramps that go up and down. There's some stuff, um, kind of as you walk in and, you know, it's, there's, there's aquariums. They're not humongous. Most of them are a little bit smaller. There's ones that you can look down into to see the fish. Uh, and there's signs and placards that tell you the types of different fish you can see in the tanks. Um, you can see, that's where the eel is, right? The electric eel is in that yeah, area. Yeah, the eel. So yeah, because that's where in. you guys were feeling the thing and you're like, <laughs> what did you say it was like? I don't know. There's a recording. It's like when I got my finger almost cut and, off. That like And they were trying electric. to convince me to touch it. Like, why would I touch something that feels like my finger is getting cut off? How did the eel feel, Jeremy? Yeah. It, it felt like when I got my finger almost cut off. That zap going through your finger, it feels just like that. feels like when Dad made me lick a battery as a kid. And you make, you want me to do it. It feels like when you cut your finger off and you want me to do it. That's what it feels finger like. Finger the eel. Bree, come here. Touch that. Feel the eel. Feel the eel. Touch it. Come on, do it. We all did it. Oh, yeah, that cool. Just because somebody tells me to jump off a cliff doesn't mean I'm going to do it. <laughs> or like, like when you lick a battery. And who's licking batteries? I think I said this in the aquarium. Why are you licking batteries, Jeremy? To, to know if they're still good. No. <laughs> Nine volts. Just Because uh, that's what you do when your kids four because it's funny to watch them. That's how I know. <laughs> yeah. So and then they have those those little whitehead ducks that's or geese or the whistling ducks. They were super loud, but they were cool. They were cute. They are I got really, really seriously when they came out to bring them lunch. It's funny because they don't even. It's not like, schools. They don't get off. We kind of got perch. through the whole level as we were getting ready to leave. It was lunchtime, so we got to see them start feeding things, and those ducks sure got happy when it was feeding time. The animals started going crazy, but they didn't eat anything. Wasn't that where the sloth was too? I'm more excited that someone was in their spot. Yeah, not good the, excited, just like stressed out. Yeah, the sloth is in that area, and so there's there's uh um what else is the porcupines are in that area? Um, porcupine, sloth. Porcupine, not porcupines. Porcupines. And there's uh there's some macaws that are there. Beautiful, gigantic, gorgeous, brightly plumed macaws. Um, and lots of all the frogs. Poison dart frogs. Yep, yeah, poison dart frogs. The tree cl- cloud tree frogs. The um, they had the the big old toucan. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there. and some of those, most of those birds, they just let fly around, which is kind of cool. And Bree got brave and went over the rope the rope bridge. That was yeah, because cool. it doesn't feel like I'm getting my finger cut off when I walk across a rope bridge. <laughs> uh, we can arrange all, that. That's also no. where the butterfly exhibit is. But it's just like a, it's just a netted off area that you walk through now, and there's nothing there to look at really. <laughs> so, the one thing that we that we all kind of noticed were all of the plants. They had a, a bunch of plants, and they were labeled, but plants obviously from South America. Uh, some of them were just really cool and had amazing flowers and leaves, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Any more from South America before we move on? Well, and there's the massive, 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 like, uh, lake river monster fish. And when I was little and I went there on a field trip, that Oh, yeah, fish, I forgot about all those. Those great black, big fish. Scared so bad. I was always so scared I would accidentally fall over and it would eat me. Yeah, I, I actually, had nightmares about that kid. I, I forgot about that part. So they do have, like, a, a big piranha tank, which... 
if you haven't seen piranhas, they don't do anything if they're not eating. They just kind of sit there. They don't really even swim around very much. They just kind of mill about. What? They're saving our energy for when that cow yeah. steps in the water. River monster, the big piranha-looking ones, those ones eat bananas. Yeah, yeah. So, well, so you guys are talking about two different, two different tanks. Things. I'm talking yeah. about a piranha tank. But Julia was talking about those I great know. big fish that are like as big was, as we are. And I was getting big, there. <laughs> my experience to the aquarium was I saw the piranhas first. <laughs> but then yeah, you know, but Julia's was that she was talking about those, and you just like switched her topic. That's because she has nightmares about those. Well, so she, was she terrib- can talk about it, her nightmares. Yeah, I was seven years old. It eats bananas, and she's afraid it's going to kill her. <laughs> no, I was afraid of the big, the big black and red one. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I don't this... think any of those fish are like human aggressive. Um, no, they not. They didn't have any Amazonian the cool thing with penis most of, those, most of those tanks, you can see from different levels. So at one level, uh, you're below water level looking at it. And then when we went up on the mezzanine, you could look down into it yeah, down into and it. see them. Yeah, that was the really cool part. Because also, Heather said it best, like, when you look into those tanks, it warps your vision quite a bit. Because they are behind yeah. thick glass, a lot of them, like the thick acrylic. Um, because to hold that much water... It has to be really thick acrylic to not Well, crack. and the pressure of the fish swimming around. It's not just holding, like, still water that's just sitting there. Like, it's holding, like, these fish that are, like, moving and the and water's the, moving. The current that they're pushing They cause through. currents. Yeah. Some of the tanks, they have artificial currents when there's, um, um, what do you call it? The stuff that you like, Chris, that moves in the water. Coral. The coral. As soon as I did that, I remembered. Anyway, um like they 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 force a current and so this is like moving water so you don't you don't really realize how thick it is and so when you're looking in you're like oh those are cool fish but then when you look on top where you're just looking through the water and not the glass you can really see size and it's cool yeah so you can see these fish are like the size of people they're like 100 pounds plus some of them and then yeah. you get to go up on top and look down into the tank, and you're like, oh, they don't look so bad from the top. <laughs> <laughs> and then so like, then we made our way. Uh, our Antarctic adventure was next, and we got to walk through the uh, deadliest catch ship, right? No, Jeremy. <laughs> it was their stupid fake ship that they have up top. That you can take dumb. There on. was like nothing cool about that ship. Nah, they just needed something to look like something. Yeah, um, it, was, it was next to the massive whale on the on the it's ceiling. Like so I don't know. or something. What, Julia? Like where moms would go chill with their strollers, kind of thing. It's just a tiny yeah. little like waiting chill spot. Yeah, there's like a there's like some tables and shit. But then we well, walked we got out. into the Antarctic just in time because they were uh, feeding the. The penguins. That was cool. Yeah, and um, I I don't know I don't know how good the quality of the audio is yet. I haven't got to listen to it, um, but um, I captured a, a chunk of the audio. They had someone talking to one of the trainers uh, that was in with the penguins. One of the keepers uh, was talking with someone outside. And they were asking questions about the penguins and talking a little bit about some of the stuff that they do because the penguin exhibit. When you go in, it's very dark in the room that you're in, uh, and there are no windows in the penguin exhibit, and it's very cold inside of there. And then 
um, they actually uh, control the lights. They were saying because penguins, you know, they live in an area that is, you know, completely dark most of the year and completely light the other part of the year. And um, to help them with their biological, like, sleep and activity cycles, they adjust when the lights come on and turn off. And they even make them, like, you know, rise in one direction and, and fall in the other direction. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. So they mimic the sun coming up and coming down. So right now it's the shorter time. So when we were there, I don't know, 3.30-ish, give or take, it already looked like sunset. I mean, they already had the lights. They had it coming down, yeah. And they were feeding them. And one of the things they said they did is uh, they have zip ties on all their little wings. I guess they're wings technically. Um, But they they have zip ties that are color-coded so they know how much they fed each fish or each yeah. penguin because uh, they feed them all. And there was, there was, we, Kiss and I both noticed this little fatty standing there. Every fish that the, that the uh, zookeeper would give that penguin would try to, he tried to eat on all every time. And she was messing with them too. Cause she would like put a fish by his mouth to get him away and then pull it away and feed the other penguin. That was where he was originally <laughs> at. Um, but that was really cool to get to hear some of that and get to see that. It was just really good timing to see them, actively feeding the penguins. Yeah, um, so since they are from, uh, again, a polar region close to the South Pole, um, in the winter they tend to have really short days and long nights, and in the summer they'll have long days and short nights. Um, and that's kind of that change in the seasons and that change in the light cycle is how they tell what time of year it is and when it's time to molt and when it's time to breed and things like that. Um, and so in order to help our penguins tell what time of year it is, um, we do that same thing with the lights in their exhibit. Uh, so even though there's no windows in here, we have the lights turned on um, late in the morning during the winter. So right now they're turning on around 9 o'clock. Um, and then they'll turn off around 4 or 5 in the afternoon, so pretty early. So they have that short daytime and long nighttime in the winter. Um, and then in the summer, it's the exact opposite. So those lights turn on really early in the morning and turn off late at night uh, to give them that long summer daytime. Um, and we also have it set up so that the lights on the east side of the exhibit tend to turn on first. And then the lights on the west side turn off black, so it's almost like the sun moving across the sky. Um, and so that helps them kind of yeah, keep track of what time of year it is and uh, how the seasons are changing. That is very cool. Thank you so much, Katie. So as you guys can see, um, our other husbandry member is coming out. They are currently going to um, feed the penguins one at a time. This is super important for their care because it makes sure that um, every penguin is getting as much food as they need every day. Penguins have very voracious appetites. They eat about 10% of their body weight every single day. Um, And that's also part of why they have those zip ties on their wings. A few of you have asked me about those. Those are how we identify each individual penguin because we want to make sure that nobody is getting left out. Now, Katie, um, just a last question for you. Is there anything that we could do to help out wild gentry penguins? Yeah, um, so if any of you out there are fans of eating seafood, um, I know a lot of people really love seafood, um, there's a program called Seafood Watch. Um, you can go to the Seafood Watch website, um, and they have a whole bunch of different seafood items um, kind of ranked by how good they are to buy. Um, based on whether they're sustainably caught. Um, and so eating sustainably caught seafood is really important because um, they make sure that they leave enough in the wild for animals like penguins to eat as well. Um, and so if you're ever at the grocery store or at a restaurant and you want to look for some good seafood to buy um, that's sustainable, um, you can look through the Seafood Watch guide um, to find things that are good for that. And then when you walk around, like from the penguin exhibit, and you walk down the little walkway and around, 
you get to see the side of the penguin tank where all the penguins are swimming and like diving and yeah. back up and you get to see so how you're down playing. below the level so it's as if you're underwater yeah and watching them dive and swim right towards all the idiots in the glass and then turn at the last second and then it had hey, all of the that was one of those idiots water. <laughs> it was it had the deep water uh animals next to that the yeah the the like What's cool is that the so they they had some of the like really ugly fish <laughs> that live in in pretty deep pressures. I don't think they had the hagfish exhibit. I think that's what what they were working on is the hagfish exhibit. Um, but down there, I didn't even notice. But Heather pointed it out they had like a um, uh, like a blue whale and a squid uh, like yeah, fighting like up, up suspended. Which is really cool. They were like, kind of like wrapped. Or, I think that they were used to semi disguise some of the stuff, but, or they were just using it to kind of make it look more cool. But like the tentacles were wrapped around like the piping and the uh-huh. electrical conduit and stuff. It was it was pretty cool. We should try and steal some of Heather's pictures for our blog post. Yeah, it was but just seeing some of that because it's to scale to give you an idea of the size of some of those animals. You know they're big, but when you see, even though it's a replica, it's I actually don't even think amazing. that was, I don't think that was the scale. I think that squid, they're bigger than that. Giant squid oh. are way bigger than we are. Like that I, giant squid wasn't that big. Like when they, they talk about them big. in books and stuff, like that's legit like, how big they are. Their eyes are the size of large dinner plates. Yeah. Like, so when you have a uh, an eye that's that's as big as someone's head, head, you got to think about proportionately how big the head is. Yeah, the, I I don't think those are scale, but it is cool because those those uh, those whales actually do like that. You can see like tentacle scars on those whales out off the coast of like Japan. Uh, and it's it's clear that they dive super deep and attack and eat those squid. Like that's a big part of their food source. Yeah, it's just cool that they did that. It's a it, and they've got other decoration like that throughout. So and then and then it transitioned into Expedition Asia, I do believe. Uh, I is that where we went next? I thought we went to Utah next. So it was Asia, no. Utah, and then the ocean. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So we did Asia. Asia's where we got to see the snow leopard. Snow leopard. Um, yeah. Which we didn't think we'd get to see. And then Brighton noticed as we were kind of pa- not quite past it. Most of us were, were there. We were still in the same hall. He's like, hey, they just let the snow leopard out, which happens to be my daughter. It's, it's one of my daughter's, one of the cats that she wants to go study or wanted to. I don't know if things are kind of changing for her, but... Um, it was one of the things that she always wanted to go do was study study snow leopards um, and figure out how to help them and, and you know, treat them in, in the wild and stuff. But that was, for me, that was just a super big highlight. Yeah, so it had just been fed or they'd put the food out and it was coming to feed. But, yeah, seeing it come up and make its way around the habitat was super cool. Yeah, um, they're pretty reclusive animals too. So getting to see one at all is is pretty impressive. And they had other they had other stuff. Um, a lot of a lot of lizards. Um, <laughs> that was a huge we, cybri. Yeah, we had. Oh, I'm there. sorry. I, I'm semi distracted <laughs> by some texting that's happening. So I apologize. <laughs> is your daughter being dumb? 
No, it doesn't have anything to do with my daughter. Just mute it next time you're going to blow into the mic. I just didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't think about it. It just. <laughs> it's a different mic. So Bria is, Bri is uh, once again. I'm in my own. Yeah, I'm in my own office so because I'm blogging and I can have these guys on the screen and I can have other stuff and I can look stuff up because I have four screens. So. Toity toity four screen bullshit. Yeah. That's so Asia right. was cool, but I think it was feeding time. So a lot of stuff wasn't out because I had. All of the, the the birds, and we only saw one little pheasant in the tree. Everything else was hiding. I don't care about birds, so I don't. So I, yeah, it wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of stuff there. And the, then we went. The little fish were kind of cool, and the 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 what were the spiny ones that you were looking at? The sea urchins. Yes, the sea urchins. You got to see a couple sea urchins. Yeah, I mean, and they had they had some of those there. They had more in the open ocean areas. Yeah. Um, and that was yeah. uh, so. So then we did Utah, and yeah, discover Utah was next. Utah's got and, some boring ass fish, guys. Yeah, they're all brown. <laughs> the trouts and yeah. yeah. I mean, they're very practical fish. They're just they had water though, and it was feeding time, and that was adorable. Yeah, so that I, I oh, actually otters. That, was that was the highlight, I think, of the – that's the thing to think about with aquariums. It's not always all just fish, especially in Utah. And so, for instance, we have river otters. And so the river otters, um, they have three of them, I think. Uh, and um, it was – it's not necessarily feeding time. It's an enrichment time that they were doing with the otters. So they have essentially a bunch of dog toys, um, some that were maybe – designed for something else, but they're basically dog toys and they stuck uh, different treats in them. They very clearly only gave a shit about the fish. Like the one, yeah. so we, we watched this one otter for probably 10 or 15 minutes and they had this like <laughs> clear ball and uh, in, it, in it were two small fish and then a whole bunch of like essentially pellet, like nutritional pellets probably. And he, it almost looked like one of those uh, gerbil balls or yeah, itchy, like itchy. a hamster ball type thing. Yeah. Something like that's what it looked like, and uh, and he he's clearly he's messed with this thing before because the first thing he did is when he got in the water he filled it up with water and dumped it out and the pellets just streamed out on his face and he ignored them he didn't care about them at all <laughs> he just was swimming around trying to get the fish out he finally got one fish out I don't know if he ever got the second fish out because he did give up at one point and just like he gave up on it. Yeah, he got rid of it. Another one came and tried to get up. But I the for the time that we were there, at least nobody got that final fish out. And in the meantime, a big fatty one. <laughs> there were there were two that stayed in the indoor area, and the otters have an outdoor area as well because they're Utah animals. They they live with Utah cold desert climate, and so they were out. Uh, and the big fat one, the really fat one. Like the other two stayed inside. The big fat one goes outside where there's like three toys that are full of fish. And he was just like chowing down. He was just like yoink, 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 like pulling all the fish out. Yoink, huh? That was the sound he made when he did it. He's like, <laughs> yoink, gobble, gobble, yoink, gobble, gobble. Um, what was cool being able to see him up close like that is to watch the like the water beat up on them just like it beats up on like the penguins from the I guess it's blubber I I don't know but the oil that they the secrete to yeah. keep them basically waterproof yeah. like they don't really get 
wet. Their, their outer coat gets wet, but it doesn't soak through. Yeah, and so when they come up, the water just beads up on top of them like when you just freshly wax they, your car. They can basically just shake off like a dog when they're out of the water. But it was cool because when we walked down further and went around the other side, you could see, and I don't know what it's called when they're all swimming together. I just want to call them a school because they're underwater, but they were all swimming and diving and jumping up and the, both the penguins and the otters. It was just fun. It was just cool to watch them be together. They weren't in the same tank, though, to be No, but I'm, I mean, the groups, sorry, each of the different groups, how a they group, swim together. A group of resting otters, you know what that's called? A raft. Oh, because they hold hands, I bet. <laughs> otters hold hands, so they can sleep and float. <laughs> I love that. A raft of otters. That might be the show title. Because <laughs> I love that. So then, raft of uh, otters, that's really, really adorable. And, and there Ocean were other... Explorer. No, don't skip out. we got to talk more about the Utah exhibit. Oh, don't just to, sorry. fucking bull. Just go right ahead there. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. So there were also a bunch of fucking toads and lizards. Uh, yes, and bees. Uh, they had bees. Scorpions. Yeah, oh, the bee thing was really cool. That was so cool. They have a, a living hive in the in the aquarium, and it's like floor-to-ceiling, uh, and it's got glass walls, so you can actually see the bees in the hive on the inside. I'm sure little that girls, it, Those little girls that were looking at it, and you pointed to it, and but some, it had the sound effects of the bees, and they were having none of that. <laughs> they were, like, pulling up the, the – the so they have this, like, beehive that's on the side of it where you can pull it up, and it's got, like, facts about bees and stuff like that. It's a very interactive exhibit. Um, and then there's the walls with just the bees, and you can actually see the bees working on their hive. Uh, and the little girls are like, oh, there's no bees in there. I'm like, there's bees in here. And I point at the thing, and she got about three feet away and was like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, the bees were super cool. I know that the you used to probably still do have that have a similar thing where it's indoors, outdoors, but you can see the whole thing indoors. So yeah, that was that was really cool. That's a very Utah thing. So yeah, I didn't want to skip past all the Utah stuff. I will say this if you're really interested, it is interesting to see the variation of fish because it's not just trout. Um, there's there's a bunch of other weird fish uh, in Utah. Some of them very yeah, some like yeah, pikes and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so there's some cool stuff you can see there. We didn't really have any really big fish. Um, they had big trout, but they weren't that big, honestly. If you want to see local type fish like that, honestly, Cabela's and um, Shields are probably the best places to go because they have tanks with really big ass like trout and bass in them. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, then we went to Open Ocean, right? Yep, Ocean Explorer. And that was – that's where they had uh, the Stingray tank, where the Stingrays oh, – This is my favorite part about this. Um, so Julia is a is – a, uh, do they call you a member? Is that what it is, Julia? Are you a, yeah. A, a member, a group of the – form of the 12 of the aquarium or something? <laughs> <laughs> So Julia and Brighton go frequently. So she's just like, oh, yeah, this the, this no, is a thing. And, a lot. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, yeah, you guys are dumb for going on a Saturday. It's always busy on Saturdays. You got to go in the middle of the week during the day. Yeah, you got to go on like a 
Tuesday. <laughs> a Tuesday at Yeah, one except for Tuesdays when we record this podcast, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I I'm like, what's over there? I'm like, we're like missing like half the building, it feels like. And she's like, no, not really. It's just like some event shit in the theater. I'm like, well, the theater's upstairs. And then we walk around the corner, and it is like a huge chunk of the aquarium is the open ocean stuff. Open ocean, yeah. That's that's over there. Well, that's but, So I'm like, where's the sharks? We haven't seen the sharks. Yeah. And <laughs> so we go in, and right out of the bat is a, uh, is a little tide pool that you can feel. What Urchins, was there? starfish, and yeah. sea Anemones and a sea cucumber. Oh, yeah, an anemone. That was the, the first one, yeah. Uh, and so there was like a huge backup because people were feeling those. Uh, is that where the jellyfish were too? Is right around there. Yeah, because you pulled, along, and because you pulled me out. Yeah, you pulled me out of there to go see something. Or no, you were mad at me because you said I was blocking it for little kids. Yeah, Brie was in like the Fuck one. Fuck the little kids. <laughs> Brie was in like the one step up spot on that little. Wall. Yeah, well, I'm a little kid. <laughs> How many of those little size. kids were any be, taller than me? To be fair, she was still on her tippy toes to reach in and touch stuff. <laughs> so, so, but that was that. That's where a lot of the really cool fish were. So they had like bigger aquariums with like a ton of coral. They uh, had the octopus oh, there. That's where the little shrimpies that had the current, and they're all like trying oh, to yeah. hold on. There's a ton of ton of shrimp the, in different tanks. Uh, what are they called? The, have the tail. Um, sea dragons, seahorses. Seahorses. And sea dragons. They oh, have yeah. Those. yeah. yeah. A little floaty on it because it had some issues and couldn't the, swim and it was so cute. Yeah, it had some swim bladder problem. And they have, so there were a couple places. So they had that one and they had some others where it said that they were like the giant sea turtles. They had oh, yeah, that, also yeah. under vet care and it looked like. They had, he had like little floaties on his he bum. Had, he had floaties attached to the back of him. And it's, I don't know why, but so he was like trying to lay down on the floor and he couldn't because it was keeping him propped up. And I'm sure that's because they're doing something with him to. Well, and then there was a sign that said the turtle is under veterinary care. Yeah. Because I'm sure people are like, what's wrong with the turtle? Why does he look like <laughs> he's fucking. Why is his ass just floating over the top of the water? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there was, so there's uh, all of that stuff. Then there was the stingray pond, um, um, which they were just getting ready to feed the stingrays um, when we got there. But Bree got to touch a couple stingrays. Well, I was, it was funny because I was next to Hannah and she's like a foot taller than me and her arms are longer. And so she's like reaching in and she's like, this one feels like this and this one feels like this. And then I would reach in and I'm like, I can't touch. She's like, you want to switch me? Because she was like by a ledge. And then I ended up being able to touch him before so I didn't have to switch her. But yeah, it was it was really cool. So then I pulled Bree away from the stingrays to see two things. One, the giant octopus. So our aquarium, and I don't know how oh, many yeah. aquariums have this, but our aquarium has a giant Pacific octopus uh, in, a, in, in our aquarium. And it was so funny. There were these guys going, where's the octopus? We're like, can you not it's, see the tentacles? tentacles like- yeah, at that point. So octopus are really good at hiding. That's a thing that they're good at. They can squeeze into like anything, even those gigantic ass ones. Um, but like half the damn window was covered in his tentacles. In tentacles. <laughs> we're like, dude. Like all not- grouped up. This lady's like right here. Well, was, she like takes her whole hand and she's like, this area is where it's at. It was at. like that 
that giant clam you pointed out. Oh, that thing was big. It was so big that I'm like, I don't see it because it was so big. It that looked I was like a you just took off. it in a scenery. And I'm like, oh, once I realized, oh, it's that whole thing. Well, Heather said they had one when she was a kid. They had one that was like four times that size in their backyard or something. A yeah. shell. But yeah, that was a big, that was a big giant clam. Uh, there were a few other tanks that had giant clams in them. The octopus is really cool. That uh, you don't get to see that. And I also think what was really cool by the octopus were some bioluminescent fish. The little, yeah, those, um, gl- those were cool. The little they had a, down a dark tunnel so that all of the lights were dim and the only light was like just enough to see that there was something there. But there were what were just, flashlight fish? Well, yeah, flashlight fish. Lantern? Or was it lantern? No, it's flashlight because they turn off and on. They just click off and on, basically. That was really cool. Yeah, those were cool to see some bioluminescent fish. And then did, did you see the massive lobsters? Yeah, is that what they were? Well, there was the one really, really big lobster that was probably like 120 years old. <coughs> they had in its own tank. Is that what was in that tank right by the stingrays, the two really big ones? There were yeah. three in there, actually. But those were lobsters because yeah. they yeah. didn't have pinchers. They didn't have crushers or pinchers. No. They look like shrimp. I'm wondering if they'd lost them or if they were. Yeah, they look like giant I don't shrimp know. to me. I don't know. Um, but yeah, they had those. That was really cool. I, I wasn't sure what they were. Uh, and then what else do they have in the ocean exhibit? I mean, obviously crabs. they have. Yeah, they have some. Yeah, all those crabs. I thought it was funny that they had. Uh, back to Utah. I don't know why I just remembered this that they had like the kelp. And, like, some lady kept calling it, it's stuck to the tree. It's stuck to the tree. And I'm like, dude, have you never seen, like, kelp before? <laughs> oh, and then as far as the highlight of the Utah one, the brine shrimp. <laughs> the t- oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, there was some little kid that. that was totally, like, enthralled with the brine shrimp. She There's a ton like, of them. Amazed. They look like sea monkeys. I mean, that's there was, there was a bunch of them. They're to see the – they've – Got the section in the ocean where you go under the bridge, but it's all glass, uh, and you yeah, get to walk the, underneath the tank, that. The shark the tunnel shark, or whatever. In the yeah, sea the, turtle and the. They're all just, going the over. General you. ocean tank. <laughs> and and I mean that's the it's part when people think of like a big aquarium. That's what they think of often is the the like tunnel you walk through and the fish can swim over you. Um, and then it's cool because you, when you walk out, you can walk around the side and then you see a different view of the same thing. Yeah. They're in front of the tank, still underwater level, but then you, so then you get to see the whole thing. So when you're walking through the tunnel, it's pretty distorted because it's mm-hmm. round. And so it kind of makes things look a little wonky, but yeah, when you go around to the other side, then you're looking at the flat surface of the tank and you can, really get to see how big it is. They clearly like, do they shows and stuff there because like they had oh, yeah, they like it. some stadium seating so, and so against the it's it's so if you were looking through in the tunnel, there's an event center room on the other side of that that has a full wall that's the tank as well. And so um one of the things that you can do, they've got a lot of event space there. Uh, at the aquarium, you can even rent the entire aquarium out. By the way, I think the you could get thing. married in that event space, and you could have you that as your backdrop. That'd be yeah, really cool. So was, if you if you if you uh, if you I mean, not up, as cool as getting married in Kauai, but you know, if you look on the uh, website, um, you can rent the aquarium, um, small private events to. Um, Outdoor spaces that they have, you can do weddings and proposals. 
Um, so you can, I think you can even rent the entire aquarium, but they have uh, the Ocean's Ballroom, which is the piece that is butted right up against the shark habitat. And so from inside there, you get to see that view into the shark tank, which is really cool. Um, it's you want to get right in front of the shark tank or the penguins? <laughs> Well, I don't think I want to get married in front of a monk seal. That's that's my choice. We've done that. We've done that. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> monk so. seal and three old ladies who nobody knew. <laughs> so, of course, they have a they have a cafe. They have a big gift shop, um, and um, it's a. I, I really like it. Like, I would totally get a membership and go there. Um, I think it's. Um, I was impressed, and I'm impressed that they're that they're getting funding to expand it even more. So, in a couple of years, we'll have to go back and and visit yeah, it when it has the expansion. So, science and research building is mm-hmm. what's they've yeah. Stuck, so they're yeah. they're they're building uh, a few things right now. So, uh, like I said, the ecosystem exploration craft and observatory. Um, you can actually go check out the the claw up close now. You can go down there and go see the, the stage that they have and they're playing their music and stuff like that. But they're building, like you said, they're building a science and learning campus. So they're actually going to build a whole other building um, basically between the claw and I-15 that's going to span that whole distance. Uh, Which will be nice because it will cover up ugly I-15. Yeah, and it's going to be devoted to hands-on learning, um, uh, interactive exhibits, a bunch of labs, classrooms. So they'll be I able think, to do more educational. I think the stuff. college is linked to it for college classes, isn't it? I have no for, idea. I think I think that's what I read. That it's that that's part of the goal. So marine biology and other courses through the college will be able to use the facility and actually have classrooms there and be able to go work with the animals as part of the curriculum. And they're, they're going to be doing um, outdoor exhibits in that space as well. Uh, so they'll be able to do, you know, like, I don't know if they're going to do outdoor aviary type stuff or they're going to have other animals uh, that they, they keep outdoors, uh, but they'll have, some more outdoor exhibits there. They're still taking uh, donations like cornerstone brick type donations where you can get your name on a brick or on uh, like a, a piece of concrete that goes onto the ground um, for certain well, donation levels. And and I, I noticed as we were walking around, most of the exhibits have a name on them, but quite a few of them said, do you want to sponsor this exhibit? So if you liked the monkfish and you wanted to, to be the sponsor for that particular exhibit, uh, it looks like you're able to to sponsor individual exhibits. And I have no idea how much that costs. I'm sure that the Dolores Eccles, uh, by the Brie and I did notice that the Eccles sponsored uh, at least one exhibit there. I don't. Maybe it was the Otter exhibit. I can't uh, remember, but I just had to point it out because we we've talked so extensively about the good Eccles and the bad Eccles, and clearly the good Eccles are even. Yeah, it was not the North Ogden Eccles had nope. no part in the. Nope, Logan, it was Logan. all the good Eccles, totally. Contributing to the aquarium. So Salt Lake Eccles, not the Ogden Eccles. You should definitely go check out their website. Uh, it's just thelivingplanet.com. They have so much information there um, from like sea turtle conservation to uh, sustainable food was something they talked a lot about with the penguins. Oh, yeah. She said, you know, the, a lot of people ask what they can do to help the penguins. And she's like, well, 
one really big thing that you can do is pay attention to like the seafood watch program. So we all like to have seafood, but overfishing is a real problem. And it's one of the things that is really dangerous for, um, for other aquatic life because uh, it doesn't leave them anything to eat. And so, right. So not a matter of don't eat seafood, a matter of be selective of what you do eat and don't patronize places that, yeah. Yeah, and pay attention to the specific fish because there's certain fish that are – so like, for instance, if you go to uh, Harmon's, Harmon's is a really good example. When you go to their fish counter, they have marked on their fish counter, this is a, a good, this is okay, this is a, like a red, meaning if you care environmentally about fish – you should don't eat, getting, <laughs> eat eat the eat the green ones because they're sustainably caught, they're farmed or whatever, but it's a sustainable sort of situation that the fish came from versus the ones that are red, which are probably, you know, in an overfished region, it's not regulated, blah blah or blah. Or they're they're fished in a dangerous like a dangerous way that could actually catch things that they don't want to catch. So it endangers the life in that way. I mean most most reputable fisheries don't do that but you know oh i was gonna say uh, another thing um i don't remember was it the i don't know now i can't remember sorry <laughs> it was it was i don't know it came and left my mind so it's not that important i guess um i would encourage things like memberships uh i don't think they're very expensive um uh, and you can basically go whenever the hell you want. I think, I think they're like, yeah, 65 bucks for an adult. If you have a family, um, two adults and four children or, um, 250 for the year, which is really reasonable. Um, so, you know, you... one thing just to, as a side note, they've just started doing yoga in front of the shark tank. So you can take a yoga class. Uh, it mm-hmm. starts February. Shark 7th. yoga. Is that like goat yoga? So, yeah, you do yoga in front of the shark tank. So they've got a lot of things that aren't just walk through and look at it. You could also get like a quad family, which is just four people in the same household. Kids are cheaper. Students are cheaper. So uh, definitely seniors all get a discount. Yeah, definitely, you know, probably something worth um, and if, if you don't want to do that, just get a single ticket and, and go check it out. It's, it's 100% worth it. It's like, it's a dollar cheaper if you get it online too, prior yeah, to going. It was only like 20, it's like 20 bucks. So yeah, it's, that's not bad. And we were there for two and a half hours. And I mean, and we, realis- realistically, we kind of went fast, um, you know, cause we had a, we had a semi guide that has been there a million times. Uh, in Julia, uh, we had an angsty teenager with us that just brushed through exhibits and then sat in the hallway, <laughs> which I didn't, I, didn't under, I didn't understand what that was all about. He's like, my feet hurt. So I'm just going to walk all the way through this and not look at anything and then go sit down. <laughs> so teenagers, whatever, what that's what he wanted to do. <laughs> but, um, I, I just, I don't know. I just recommend going. I think it's, uh, it was really cool. Um, it's something I've always wanted to do and just have never gotten around to it. So, um, if any, if nothing else, these, uh, Utah adventure weeks are going to get me, uh, get me out and, uh, adventuring more, uh, into different things. So, um, any, any of you have good closing thoughts on the aquarium? No. I would just, I would just mirror what you said. Go check it out. And then to kind of go along with what and saying, 
This is what our month end is going to be for the year. We've talked about things, we've highlighted things, but it's nice to actually go to these places and talk about them. So we're excited for this new segment uh, for the year. So listen, next month we'll have another fun place that we go and visit. But yeah, go check these places out for yourselves. And Chris is going to take some time to do some editing this time where he's going to stick maybe a couple of the things. I don't know how many of them, what they're going to sound like or whatever, but there were a couple of stops that we made where we we talked into the mic. We we made some observations, and if he can get a few of those snippets in there, um, you'll be able to hear uh, what we thought right when we were thinking it in the moment, which you will have already heard it by now. <laughs> that's true you if will ha- you what if if it happens you already heard it but that, that, if, we hope to do more of that if you didn't hear it Bree just lied to you i did <laughs> well no she said i would try and i yes. did try i definitely 100 percent tried um, i took the recorder with us for that reason like we don't want to we don't want to not experience the thing um, right so we're I don't think any of us are the type of people that like would rather watch a concert through our phone so we could record it so we could you know have it if we ever wanted to watch it again, which we probably wouldn't. I think we're all very much experienced people, which is why it's hard sometimes to remember to like take pictures <laughs> for like you know bringing those memories back um i don't yeah i didn't even take any pictures. I recorded the snow leopard and snapped it to Cassidy, and I recorded the otters and snapped it to Cassidy, but nothing that was pro- like everything I just experienced in the moment. Um, Brighton was following us around and I think he's going to submit some pictures for us. So um, yeah, we'll have some card with all the photos on it. So nice. fantastic. So we'll have, we'll have some, uh, some really good photos from someone that was actually using a camera not a phone. Um, it's a photographer. <laughs> yeah. The, that we can put in in the blog this time um so it was kind of nice to to not have to think about that because somebody was just following me around with a camera that is true that was kind of nice so uh we're going to try and do more of these utah adventure weeks um throughout the year uh in places that are probably appropriate for the time of year so the aquarium it's great to go to in january it's indoors um, there is stuff that's outdoors, but really not that much yet. That's the area that they're starting to build up more. Um, but it is 100% pretty much indoors. Um, and so it's something you can definitely enjoy uh, even during a snowstorm <laughs> if you want. Um, it, was it was cold. It was very cold outside. It was very cold. Um, and so it, it's cool to be able to do that. So we'll do, you know, in the winter, we'll probably do stuff that is oriented more towards um, you know, winter type activities. And as it gets warmer, uh, we will do, you know, might do the zoo or something like that um, where we're outside. And and we're going to try to not restrict ourselves to just places in Salt Lake. Right. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about potentially going to Capitol Reef or going out to Dugway or the arches or or something like that. Um, so we're going to do some more of that stuff throughout the year. Uh, cause we, you know, we started this podcast because we love Utah and there's so much here that we're never going to run out of content. Uh, and part of that is getting to experience the parts of Utah that people say are amazing. And so, you know, we've, we've blogged about our one things and we've had guests talk about different things and now we're going to go experience them and share all of that with you in detail. So hopefully you like it. 
Um, if you don't, let us know. You know, if you think- if you don't, we don't <laughs> care because we're still gonna go. Probably, probably we're gonna run this for a year and see how it goes. And um, but definitely, my vote is to do more than a year. I want to do more than twelve. But but provide us feedback because that's you know if you want to hear more about X or Y within a certain space that helps us kind of adjust what we talk about and maybe what we or take if you have on. some ideas about some places that we might be able to go on a day trip or a very you know a short weekend trip um, that you might want to hear our take on or something. And, and we're just keep in mind we're trying to come up with like half an hour to an hour's worth of content. So if you're like, oh, you should really go check out this place and you go there and it's like a 30-minute walk around, like, oh, you should really go to Gardner's Village. Gardner's Village doesn't probably have an hour's worth of stuff to talk about. I don't know how to fucking say it. (laughs) That place. Julia, I know you've known me for a while. Maybe you've not been on a podcast with me. Bruce still tries (laughs) to correct my my words. It's not going to work. I'm a fucking trailer trash hick from Texas and Wyoming. <laughs> Trust me. If I was going to speak better, it would have happened right. by now. <laughs> I had to correct you because that's what everyone listening was thinking. I, so. I also say mountain. Everybody yeah, in Utah says mountain. Everyone Unless says Gardner, too. Say it. That's how Garter it Village. I'm going to call it Garter Village from now on. Garter. Yeah, that's like, like, a, like a garter belt. Gardner Village, Gardner Village, right? I don't even know what the fuck it's called now. Gardner Village. It's a place on 78th in Midvale. It's that dip that you go, you can go down under the railroad track, I think it is, or maybe it's the freeway. I don't know. You go under a dip, and it's like right there on your side, and then the tracks are on the other side. Then you come up on the hill, and it's gas stations. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's how I know where it's at. And then you know what's right after the gas stations in Carlotts? Tacos Lopez. <laughs> also, the only reason I've ever been to Gardner Village is for weddings. Yeah. So. Really? Yeah. And then, and then, no, that's not true. You went there for a company party for me once. Okay. Uh, and then I've only been to their little event center building. <laughs> and then, and then after Tacos Lopez at Redwood is Wiener Schnitzel. Mm, so Wiener just throwing Schnitzel. that out there. This is two great. Oh, we should tell them really out. quick. When we went to Chris's um, Christmas party, the party was fun and interesting and stuff, but the buffet was, oh, it was not. Oh, it was almost inedible. Like it wasn't, even the desserts were so like. We kind of had a little side conversation. I'm like, I don't really like this. He's I'm like, Wiener Snitchell closes at whatever time it closes. If we leave by this time, we can make it. And so we totally stopped by Wiener Snitzel afterwards. Dang. I love Wiener Snitzel. That's another guilty pleasure among Chris hot, dogs. hot dogs. I love hot dogs so much. Well, I think that's, like I said, it's going to be a shorter episode this week. Um, uh, hopefully you guys liked it. Um, if you didn't, fuck off, but let us know. Um, share the episode. <laughs> Uh, that's honestly, that's what helps us more than anything is, is the sharing of the episode on whatever platform you hear it from. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can follow us out on the social media is at TNU podcast. If you have ideas for places to go, if you want to be on the show, um, you can hit us up at any of those spots. Um, you can go to our website, the new Utah.com or hot dog dash water.com. Both of them get you to the that's same right. place. Cause clearly Chris loves hot dogs. And I think, I can't even remember what I thought was like hot dog water. Mm, Hotdogwater.com. It's tempting. (laughs) It's tempting. Have a good week, folks. Go to the aquarium.